Welcome to the Spirit-Filled Leadership Podcast. I'm Pete Burak. This is a podcast where we believe the world needs disciples and disciples need spirit-filled leaders. So every episode you can expect the very best I've got on what it means to be a spirit-filled leader. Today's topic is servant leadership. I want to start with a question. Do you really love someone if you aren't willing to serve them? Let me ask that question again. Do you really love someone if you aren't willing to serve them? Because I'd like to propose that one of the fundamental roles of a spirit-filled leader, one of the fundamental understandings that Jesus reveals to us about what it means to be a leader is to embrace, to celebrate, and to even delight in the opportunity to serve others. So here's the key line or the key concept for today. Leadership is a heavy burden if it's about you. It's joyful if it's about them. Let me say it again. Leadership is a heavy burden if it's about you. It's a joyful burden if it's about them. The fact of the matter is, right, either way, leadership is a burden. There's no avoiding the the reality that when the Lord calls you into leadership, even if it's just leadership of yourself or your family or a ministry or a company, anyone and anyone who's, who's, who's stepping forward into leadership understands that there's a burden that comes with it. But that burden is heavy and uh, even constricting and probably is going to burn you out if your leadership is about the best outcome for yourself. But it's a joyful burden, it's a life-giving burden, it's a refreshing burden if it's about the flourishing of the people you're leading. And this is the key concept, the difference between servant leadership and selfish leadership. Servant leadership and selfish leadership. Servant leaders say, how can I be a blessing and how can I help the people I'm leading thrive and become everything that the Lord has asked them to become? A selfish leader is more about what's in it for me. A selfish leader can masquerade as a servant leader, right? We've all seen this before. Where a selfish leader, it seems to be doing the right things, seems to be saying the right things, seems to have the right empathy for the people, and maybe even occasionally does. And just to be fair, like all of us probably vacillate at times between selfish and servant. Like the idea is to become as much of a servant leader as possible, not drift too much into selfishness. I mean, we, we're, we're human. There's going to be in us. The only purely perfect servant leader was Jesus. All of us have a little bit of both. But the question is, are you more of a prevailing servant leader or a prevailing selfish leader? And the difference is, is really important because a servant leader, again, is saying, asking the questions and leaning into what is best for the people I'm leading? What's the outcome and the, the vision that the Lord has called us to? And how do I lead and how do I love in such a way that leads to that outcome for these people? And we know that when we help others, other people thrive, we get better ourselves. There's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a kickback, if you will. There's a benefit to helping other people maximize their talents and maximize their opportunities and maximize who the Lord wants them to be. When we do that, we are blessed as well. But if the goal is our own blessing, if the, the outcome that we're seeking is what's in it for me and how can I be best served in this position, and see the difference there. A true servant leader is saying, how can I serve others? A selfish leader is how can they serve me? I'm going to say that again. A true servant leader serves others. A selfish leader is saying, how can they serve me? And what you can see there is it fundamentally changes the disposition of your heart as to whether or not you're trying to be a servant leader or you're allowing yourself to be a selfish leader. 
And the difference, ultimately, and we've talked about this a lot on this podcast because it's just so vitally important for anyone in leadership, is the difference between humility and pride. You actually can't be a servant leader if you're living in a a constant or near constant state of pride. Because what is pride? One of the, the outcomes of pride is this undue fascination and concern about yourself. Pride leads to how does this affect me? And then what pride erupts in is making decisions and reacting to situations based on my own personal preference, my own kind of how is this affecting me and how people see me and whether or not I've been successful or not, as opposed to humility saying, I know who I am before God. I'm comfortable in who I am before God because I'm growing. I recognize that everything I have is a gift from him, including the leadership opportunity that's been put before me. So any circumstance, any relationship, any hardship, any success is put through the funnel of thank you, Lord, for this. How are you asking me to grow from this? As opposed to the the selfish, prideful leader is saying, this shouldn't be happening. I shouldn't have to deal with this. How come you're doing this? And it's always a blame game on somebody else. A servant leader is able to own the situation. A selfish leader is a victim to the situation. Ironically, a lot of selfish leaders seem to be more in power, but they're actually not because they're, they're held victim to, they're allowing themselves to be victims to the circumstance and the people that they're leading, believe it or not. Because the servant leader is saying, I am confident in who I am. I'm humble before the Lord. And as opportunities and things come up, I'm, I'm going to take ownership for my part. And I'm going to lead others into taking ownership for their part. A servant leader doesn't lead to more victimhood within the thing they're leading. Selfish leaders become a victim themselves and they train the people they're leading to also be victims. So Jesus, as we see, is this, this perfect servant leader. He's, he's constantly um, entering into circumstances and true relationships and saying, how can I be a blessing to them? How can I lead these people into their flourishing? What do I need to do? How do I need to figuratively, and in his case, literally wash their feet so that they may make the right decisions understand the truth, and grow in who they're called to be. I mean, Jesus has that really profound moment where he says, you know, if you want to be first, you need to be last. If you want to be the greatest of all, you need to be the servant of all. And Jesus, who quite literally is and was and will ever be the greatest, demonstrates the power of servant leadership by taking on human flesh, becoming one of us, being born in a manger, and then every moment of his ministry life, He is laying down his life as the good shepherd for his sheep. The good shepherd is preoccupied with what is best for the sheep. And as a servant leader, we need to be preoccupied with what is best for the people we're leading. So here are four ways that we can grow as a servant leader. The first one is this. A servant leader really wants to know what is going on with the people they're leading. So they ask questions. They ask a lot of questions. And not just pandering questions, not just the, hey, how are you? But they ask pressing questions and they lean into the suffering and they truly listen to the people they're leading. So the question isn't, they're not satisfied with just kind of like, well, yeah, I'm, I'm doing okay. They're following the instinct of the spirit and they're listening to it, both in terms of what the person is saying, but they're also listening with their eyes, right? They're seeing how the person is reacting and they're leaning in and saying, okay, what's really going on here? A servant leader asks questions and listens. Second is a servant leader is excited in trying to catch people in doing the right thing. A lot of times we think of leadership as actually the opposite, catching people doing the wrong thing. 
so that we can correct it, so that we can train them, so that they can, they can grow. And of course, we need to be able to discipline. The Lord disciplines those whom he loves. And so we are in leadership called to discipline those that we're responsible for. But discipline is still an action of love. But one of the things that servant leaders do is they, they really want their people to succeed, right? We, as I just said, we want them to flourish. So they're looking for ways, they're looking for opportunities to catch them doing the right thing, not just catch them doing the wrong thing. They're constantly saying like, what, what have my people been doing that I can celebrate with them? That I can point out and be like, that was awesome. Servant leaders can't wait to affirm and build up the people they're leading. Selfish leaders always want to frame it as how was this best for me? They want to take the credit. They want to take the glory. A servant leader is totally comfortable giving all the credit and all the glory and all the recognition to their people. Third, uh, a servant leader anticipates the needs of his people. So if you're in a position of leadership over somebody um, and you're, you're trying to navigate, trying to look ahead and say, what do I anticipate my people will need? And be prepared for it ahead of time so that you're less reactionary in the moment and more intentional about the moment. So to be able to say like, so for instance, my, for my case, as I'm leading this, the, the ID team, we knew we had a very busy fall. We had our, our barn, our barn party and then our, our summit, which was our big yearly retreat. And it's, it was taking a lot for our team to, to pull it off. There's just tons of details and invitations and all, all sorts of stuff that are required in that. I was anticipating my team's needs is that during that time, uh, there was some coffee runs that were made because my team likes coffee. And whether it was me or empowering somebody else on the team to do that, it's okay, we know we're going to need a little extra energy, right? But even more so, more kind of maybe dramatically than that, is anticipating, you know what, that Monday after the summit is going to need to be a day off. They've worked hard all weekend. We're not going to have a team meeting, even though we normally do on Monday. We're going to cancel that team meeting, and we're going to say, just take care of yourself today. And not... I didn't have to wonder if I was going to make that decision. I didn't tell them because, you know what, I decided I wanted to surprise them. But I knew we were going to take Monday off for the last probably month I had planned for that, which allows then for me as a leader to plan for what my Monday is going to look like and allows for them to kind of have this fun moment of like, oh, Pete's looking out for us. So a leader anticipates the needs of his people. And then finally, this one is, is not terribly practical, this last way that we are a servant leader, but... There's just no substitute for loving your people, like truly loving them. And what does Jesus say about love? He says, there is no greater love than this, than to lay down one's life for a friend. So when you're leading people, maybe the question is, is uh, not so much love can be kind of big and ambiguous and it's kind of hard to wrap your arms around. So maybe the question is, how can you lay down your life for your people? What does it look like for you to put to death yourself for them. And maybe that's in a little extra getting to an event a little early to set up chairs just because. Maybe that's a little bonus here, there, the little financial reward. Maybe it's a handwritten note that's going to take you an hour to write one for everyone on your team, which means you're probably not going to get to that stack of, you know, that, that pile of emails that you have to get to but a little death to self. It's going to be better for me and better for us in the long run if I can send these handwritten notes, even though I know that means after I put the kids down, I'm going to have to go back and, and fill out those emails. How can you lay down your life for the people you're leading? So the 
the, the key concept today, are we going to be a servant leader or a selfish leader? Are we going to live out of humility and laying down our life for our people or live out of pride and thinking about how is this for me and the four ways that we can grow as a servant leader, at least for today, ask questions and listen, identify and celebrate when people get something right, anticipate people's needs and love them, but love them through the, the lens of how can I lay down my life for them? If you love what you're hearing in this podcast, you can go to spiritfilledleadership.com. We have a 30-day intensive. It's called the thir- uh, Spirit-Filled, Leader- Spirit-Filled Leaders Intensive Course. I got that right, Miguel. Sweet. Uh, Spirit-Filled Leaders Intensive Course. Uh, it's, it's a rolling enrollment. You can join at any point. It's 30 days to help you grow as a Spirit-Filled Leader. That's spiritfilledleaders.com. No, I got that wrong, Miguel. We got to get it right. Spiritfilledleadership.com, where you can get more information. And as always with this podcast, it's going to grow if you like it and you share it and you let other people know about it. So please rate it, subscribe, and send it to others. Give us a little comment. It helps us know that what we're doing is on the right track. But once again, I'm Pete Breck. This is the Spiritfilled Leadership Podcast. We'll see you next time. Come take my hand.